Veronica by Julianne Leonard Read by Leanne Gers The other women about me gasped and cried out, and I felt my own cheeks blanch, fighting hard to stay upright as I watched him pass. It was horrible, standing there in the street, the joy of the feast and the spring warmth all stolen away as he made his way forward. The weight of the wood across his shoulders looked as if it weighed more than any other burden in the world, as it dug into his flesh, across skin that was already raw and bloody from the lashes of the whip. It was like watching one of the yearling lambs that had been part of our feasting the night before, watching it being readied for the slaughter. That was a sight I could never stand to bear, hating to see the trusting eyes, cold and dead, before me at the end. I wanted to turn away, wishing not to see the way that he stumbled on, half-blinded both by pain and the blood that mixed with sweat and tears and ran into his eyes from the thorns placed on his head. And I knew that I could not turn away from watching him struggling, falling, trying simply to stay upright under the heavy weight burdening him. I watched him pass, and yet not one of the crowd, not even faces that had come with me as I had come to listen to him when he passed through our towns before, offered him any comfort. There were some tears for him among the mocking noise that the rest of the crowd made, but no one offered him a cool sip of water or a cloth to wipe his face. I had stepped forward even as I thought such things, not thinking of the fear that should have held me paralyzed, frozen with the others, unable to act. Instead, I found myself shoving roughly through, past the crowd, even past the guards, to take my veil and wipe his face, giving him a brief respite from the sting of the blood that poured down his face in red rivers. It hurt to meet those blinking eyes, but I held my gaze, fighting not to cry. It was hard not to, hard not to want to shut out such pain, especially for one such as I, I who had always taken care not to have to see the eyes of the lambs that bore such trust, and that I had always thought looked so frightened and pained when they led them away to ready them for their place in our Passover meals. This man's eyes were just as pained, just as frightened, and I knew, looking at him, that he would be just as dead as those lambs. And we had all seen the crosses along the road, knew how painful this death was for the criminals sentenced to it, saw it etched in their faces. Looking at his eyes, though, I could not think of this man as a criminal— Instead, it was like looking at one of those lambs that was being taken to the sacrifice, something that would spill its blood for a cause that we all took such great care to remember. I shuddered, and finally the other women's hands on my shoulders tore me away from his eyes, and I stood back with them, 
where the soldiers had shoved me as they continued to pass on their way. I just held my veil in my hands, numbly looking towards where he had gone. I heard someone nearby me gasp, and the women murmuring as they saw the image of his face so clearly printed on my veil. But I simply stood there, my body still unaware of anything more important than the mark he had somehow left on my heart. Used by We Are One Body Audio Theater, with the permission of the licensor granted under a copyrighted license agreement. A production of We Are One Body Audio Theater.